sorry, South Africa. And he, he's a preacher, and he came in for his preaching message. Brother Shine's fault. He should have reminded me. So, amen. We turn to Matthew chapter 24 and 1 John 4. Matthew 24 and 1 John 4. Boy, we serve a good God. I love that song that Rachel sang. You know, just... There's things that happen in life if you don't get a blessing out of that I just don't know how... There's, there's something wrong with you. Like a... Uh, a precious newborn innocent baby if that just doesn't make you happy then there's something wrong with you you know a beautiful spring day if that doesn't just make you say thank you lord then something ain't right if you can listen to somebody sing about the love of god and and and, and not get excited in your soul then there's something not right i love singing i love music matthew chapter 24 verse 3 and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what should be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Much like we hear today, it's always itching ears looking for it. Verse 4, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. That's a hard thing to swallow. But then what's the next thing that Jesus himself says? But the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in, in diverse places. And all these, he didn't say are the ending. He said all these are the beginning of sorrows. Brother Zollers, would you mind praying as we get right into this message, brother? only got two points this morning point number one the son of god and that seems like well that's a simple point amen and it, i guess it ought to be but we see wars and we see rumors of wars we see special operations right whatever you want to call it but we see wars and we see rumors of wars not just wars and rumors of wars but world wars where literally nations rise against nation we've seen it we are living it. 
I don't want to live it, but we're living it. Amen. We've seen famines. We've seen pestilences. We've seen all these things. This is not uncommon for us. We, we see it worldwide, and we live these things. They go up, they go down. We see COVID come, go, or I don't know if it's gone or not gone. I don't know what the latest status is on that. But these things, we're living in these things. This is, we're, we're seeing this come to pass. But what we don't see, in my opinion, as much is, look at verse 5. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. I got to looking at this verse this week, this verse particular. Many shall come in my name, saying that I am Christ, and shall deceive many. I got to thinking, I, I don't really know of anybody that said that they were Christ. So I started doing a little research, and I didn't have to go far. Some of you that have been around longer than I would probably know much more about this. But I got to thinking and looking into how many have come in Jesus' name in the last 2,000 years, claiming to be the Son of God. It didn't take a long internet search where I started on this topic, and, and I found the top... 40 that claim to be Jesus Christ just in the last 200 years. And that's just the most notable ones. Top 40. I didn't know there's even that many that claim to be Jesus Christ. Which, by the way, and I, got, I read on 30 of them. I mean, I read a lot of them in, in backstories and trying to wrap my brain around it many of them are in prison now many of them had sexual relations with with their congregants many of them stole money from them many of them embezzled here's a few of them Arnold Potter died in 1872 while ascending up to heaven you say okay well here's the deal he literally jumped off a cliff in front of a bunch of his flower, followers as he was going to ascend up to heaven. They had to scrape his remains off the bottom of the cliff. I think he really thought that he was somebody. William W. Davies died in 1906. He was the leader of the Latter-day Saints. A saint uh, uh, schismatic is what they called it. Uh, the kingdom of heaven located in Walla Walla, Washington. But here's, here, here, I wrote him down because here's, here's what grabbed my attention on him. He claimed that he was, he was the archangel Michael. I say, wow, that's, that's a stretch, but that's just the beginning on this guy. Uh, he was previously the biblical Adam, but not just the archangel Michael, not the biblical Adam. He claimed to be Abraham, oh, and David as well. I mean, wow, all in a lifetime, right? And you think, how much more blasphemous can you get? There's more. Wait, there's more. He had a son, and he said his son was the reincarnate Jesus Christ. You think, I just can't... And you would look at that and say, wow, you couldn't go any further with that. But he did. He had a second son, and you wouldn't believe who he said his second was. The reincarnate God the Father. You got some loonies out there. Jim Jones claimed
claimed to be the reincarnated Jesus. I didn't know that. Charles Manson told his followers that he was Jesus, at least for a time anyways. Turn to 1 John 4.14. Let me just throw out the question just really quickly while we're on the topic. Who is the Son of God? I think we're all Bible believers here this morning. We would all emphatically say it is Jesus of Nazareth. There's no question. By the way, there can only be one. There can only be one. 1 John 4.14 says, And we have seen and you testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. When, when Jesus was baptized, God's voice literally said, Hey, this is my Son in whom I am well pleased. Biblically, it's very clear. That's why it's important that we read our Bibles so we know truth from uh, uh, imposter. John the Baptist, uh, he, he's busy baptizing, man. He, he, he had a ministry. He was serving God with all that he had. He saw Jesus coming. He said, behold, the Lamb, uh, uh, the, the Lamb of God was taken away to the sin of the world. He was saying, this is the Son of God that's coming, that has come. When Jesus died on the cross, there was a centurion that stood by and he said, truly, this is the Son of God. Who the Son of God is, is no question if we read our Bibles. It's not even a... It's like Sunday school this morning. What came first, the chicken or the egg? The chicken. There's no biblical different answer. It was the chicken every time. Turn to Luke chapter 4, verse 40. Luke chapter 4, verse 40. Give us all a moment to turn there. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke 4, 40. It, it, it really... And this is, this is a different kind of a message, layout that, this morning, and that's okay. Uh, we're allowed to have different layouts and different styles and perspectives. Amen. But I was really surprised to see how many people, just in the last couple hundred years, literally called themselves Jesus Christ. This All of a sudden, as I started looking into this and studying and realized this isn't so far-fetched, Many have come in the name of Jesus claiming that they were the Christ. Luke chapter 4 verse 40. Now when the sun was setting, uh, all they that had any sick with uh, divers diseases brought them unto him. Uh, and, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And devils also came out of many crying out and saying, look at this. Thou art Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuking them, suffered them not to speak, for they knew that he was Christ. Who knew that he was Jesus Christ? The demons knew that he was Jesus Christ. James 2.19, uh, James 2.19. Thou, thou believest there is one God? Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Belief in is a whole lot different than accepting There can only be one God, only one Jesus. To say that you're Jesus Christ means one of three things. You're mentally insane. You are an extreme con man. Or you're demon possessed. And I would say, possibly even all three at once. 
as I was going over this, I realized there are men today in the world that we live in right now that claim to be Jesus Christ. I didn't know this, but they are. Here's some, I just want to go over them. Uh, there's a man named Sergei Torop. He's a former Russian traffic officer. Today, he is 61 years old. Look it up. He literally looks like a Hollywood Jesus. He dresses like, like, like the Hollywood paintings of Jesus with the robe. He, he looks like the, the long hair with the beard. I mean, he, he plays the part. He has thousands, thousands in rural Siberia. It's actually the biggest religious, uh, how they word it, I, it might even be here. Oh, the, the largest religious reservation in the world. Interesting. He calls himself the Vizarian, uh, if I'm saying that right. And I don't know if that's Russian or what that, where that came from, but uh, he claims it means he who gives life. Doesn't want to be called Jesus. He wants to be called Vizarian or Vizarian. Uh, it's quite um, uh, <laughs> the man who claims to be Jesus in Russia was literally a traffic officer that got fired in 1990. Just think about that. Yet he has thousands of people following him. Brother Brian, I don't. It's good to see you. I'm glad. I look forward to hearing about your new job. I don't have the highest IQ of mankind. Let's not talk about how high or low it is. But you don't have to be very smart to say, hey, if he claims to be Jesus, then that must follow everything that coincides with the word of God. Here's the problem. It don't. On a whole lot of levels. On a whole lot of levels. That man is not Jesus. There's a man named David Shaler. And this one struck me as like... I don't know if it was more odd or more funny. But he is a former British intelligence agent. Not just, not just a police officer, an intelligence agent. Correct me if I'm wrong. You don't just walk in and say, hey, I'm out of high school. I'm going to be a British intelligence agent. David Shaler... Um, he claimed that in 2007 his body was filled with the spirit of Jesus. And, uh, 2000, yeah, then, then he claimed himself to be the Messiah. He's got videos uh, talking about it. Um, but here's the thing. He hasn't built up any following. And he's literally, literally living with the homeless, squatting in his hometown. But he claims to be Jesus. He doesn't have, he's not healing anybody. He's not part of any church, part of any ministry, doing anything for the kingdom of God, but he claims to be Jesus. And if there's no red flags there, then we need to get in our Bibles and study a little bit. There's a man named, uh, in the Philippines, a Filipino named Apollo Quiboli. Apollo Quiboli, I hope I'm saying that right. He was an evangelist in the rural Philippines. And then he announced that God had appointed him Christ on earth. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. He was rewarded to be Christ on earth because he, he was now living a sinless life. 
That was his reward. He got to be Christ on earth. He doesn't preach hell or judgment. Rather that, this is his main message, the more people that follow him, the more that God will turn the earth into a Garden of Eden-like state. What an incentive, amen. Uh, he claims to have 6 million followers between TV and radio. And I'm sure that's exaggerated, but he probably has in the millions. He, he, he broadcasts in the Philippines. He has a major, he has a bigger media, media area than we do. He's all over the radio. He has thousands of people that come to his church. Thousands of people. Thousands. Everywhere he goes, are you ready for this? He has two people that walk with him. You say, well, he's got security. No. They're umbrella holders. Those men take turns holding an umbrella over him because it's hot out there. Because Jesus needs an umbrella to be in the shade. He, in the Philippines, in whatever town it was, I probably got it written down. It's a slum, slum area. Um, um, I, I, I watched a, a whole uh, a almost documentary on this one guy. And, and people barely eat. Um, th- there was a child that was literally, he made like a circle out of twigs. And he had another twig rolling, rolling it up and down the street. That was his game. They're all barefooted. Almost dirt huts. They're just a little better than dirt huts. You go through all of that, wind up the mountain, you get to his compound, which is big, huge doors with all these security people working there for free and inside it's like a lush resort with a golf course and everything of course he's got his own private jet he's got his own private helicopter because jesus needs that an interview the man of the interviewer asked him as he's is this jesus imposters under the shade of an umbrella the interviewer asked him said how can you claim to be Jesus when your watch alone could feed your entire town for a month? He says, how could you say that you're sinless when you're not helping anybody and doing what's right and all these things? And he literally, and you could tell he was kind of upset when he said it. He said, hey, if God wills this, it would be if God could take it away, but God wants me to live this way because I'm literally the son of God. And he said, as far as sin, and he says, I've learned to overcome that. He says, I've learned to overcome sinful thoughts. I don't get angry. I don't have lust. He says, I've overcome all these things. That's what he said. But if we read the word of God, Jesus himself said 2,000 years ago, many shall come in my name. He said, don't believe that. The problem is we have a people that has come so far from even studying the word of God and knowing what the word of God says when imposters come people flock to it I've been told all my life I've heard it and I've never studied it myself but I'm sure that it's true that people that um, uh, find uh, look for false money this isn't in my notes so I didn't do any studying but people that look for uh, 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 counterfeit money they don't study counterfeit money they study the real thing so that when they know that there's counterfeit it's they can tell it right off the bat because they know what the real thing is the problem is in our society we don't even study the word of god so we don't know what, what, what truth is and what truth isn't 
Now you got all these different denominations. Now you have religious organizations now saying, hey, what we say is equal to the word of God. And there's going to be people that say, I don't know any different, but they're religious, so I'm going to follow them. And you say, how do we get to a place where people are, are, are following Jesus imposters? Because we're not studying the word of God. By the way, he was put in prison last year for sex trafficking. 2021. I got one more here. David Ike, and this guy, I, uh, he really grasped my, uh, uh, um, he intrigued me. Born in 52, he realized that he was the son of God at age 38. What a daunting acknowledgement, right? Uh, I, I just, how do you, how do you get past the virgin birth? I mean, how do you get past any wicked thought? How do you tell yourself that you're perfect? Uh, well, as I say that, the Pope thinks that, though, and everything that he says. But let me move on. David Icke from the UK, he realized that he was the son of God at age uh, 38. He played professional soccer until he was 21. He retired because of arthritis. By 23, he became a, 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 rate, a football, football, soccer uh, radio announcer. He made a name for himself on the TV news over there in the UK, uh, uh, sports TV. Uh, and he was really growing in that world. In 1990, he visited a psychic, this is where it all began, who told him that uh, he was on earth for a purpose and would receive messages from the spirit world. So this is our foundation that we're going to deal with with this guy. He went to a psychic. This led him to, uh, in 1991, he claimed that he was son of the Godhead one year later after a meeting with a psychic. And then he claimed that the world would be devastated by tidal waves and earthquakes, um, which, amen, <laughs> God will destroy the earth one day. <clears throat> an interesting thing about David Icke, he believes that time is an illusion. There is no past. There's no future. There's only the infinite now, and that's what is real, and that humans are an aspect of consciousness or infinite awareness. The problem with that is um, he's never read his Bible to talk about what Christ did 2,000 years ago, which is what? Past. Or 4,000 years, uh, amen, of, of, of history of, 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 of Adam and Eve and creation and bringing the bloodline of Christ, bloodline of the, the sacrificial lamb to literally save mankind from their sins, to have a hope of eternal, what? Future. How can you say that you're Jesus Christ and time is it's, it's just infinite now, no past or future? How could people not read the word of God they should be correlate together. People will flock by the thousands to these men. By the thousands. David Ikes, he believes, and he brought this into fruition, that there's an inter... You gotta, you gotta bear with me because it's so ridiculous. He believes that there's an interdimensional race ready of reptilian beings called the Archons. They've hijacked the earth and are uh, stopping humanity from releasing its true potential. Believe it or not, I've heard about this uh, in the last few years. There There are people that are born again, I believe, Christians, that know their Bible, 
They know their Bible. They know about that Jesus Christ died for them. They know about Abraham. They know about David. They even know that in Matthew 24, 5, Jesus said, many will come in my name. Don't believe them. But there are Christians that believe that there is an interdimensional race of people called archons. And they're called reptilians that live inside human bodies. Christians. The root of that thinking, this reptilian thinking, comes from a man that claims to be Jesus Christ. If we study a little bit, we realize, hey, 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 everything he says is false. Let alone the reptilian idea in itself is crazy. But it's even more so to claim that you're Jesus Christ. You say, who would ever fall for that? You know what? In London, just a few years ago, I got a date on there somewhere. He spoke to 6,000 people in London. They begged him to speak more and more until 11 hours had passed. 11 hours, 6,000 people, yet you can't get 100 people in the house of God to hear what truth is. Turn to 2 Timothy 4.3, please. 2 Timothy 4.3. I should have had you turn there a moment ago. I'm just trying to point to what I was studying, thinking, man, I, I don't know of anybody that calls himself Jesus Christ. The Bible said many will come in my name. So I'm going remember that oceanographer that said he's laying in the hospital bed and he said, I don't know of any paths in the oceans. It doesn't make sense to me. But if God says there's paths in the oceans, then by golly, there's paths in the oceans. Guess what? He found out when he did a little studying, there's paths in the ocean. Literally, rivers in the ocean. That sounds unfathomable to the human mind until we realize when science catches up to the Bible that, hey, that's actually true. God knew what he was talking about. So when I think, I've never heard of any Christ, so it must not be true. I didn't think that far, but I thought, I've never heard of any, any Christ. Actually, a lot of folks have said they're Christ. Living today, people are saying that they're Jesus. Today, in 2022, people claim to be Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 4, 3, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heed to themselves itching, uh, teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into unto fables. That's what we're dealing with here. I'm Jesus, and they make all these proclamations. No. False, 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 leading thousands upon thousands astray, millions astray. There's Christian denominations that claim that their hierarchy is literally Jesus on earth. They have the role and the authority of Jesus on earth. Therefore, whatever he says uh, in a religious stance is perfect and holy, even though he's got a PR group around him that says, actually, he meant this. Actually, I know he said this a few months ago, but he actually meant this. If what he says is so holy. Jump to Galatians 1.8. Galatians 1.8. We'll turn a few more times this morning and we'll be done. How do we know that these men are false prophets? Because saying that there's reptilian people in the world, keeping the world from its true potential, if that's not enough, how do we know that these men are not true prophets? 
like we should judge everything else that we do in our lives because it's not consistent with the Word of God. Second, or, or Galatians 1.8 But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Hey, if it don't line up with what God said, with the Word of God, let it go. Let him be accursed. Have nothing to do with them. Yet people flock to it. Number one, the Son of God. Number two, the Son of Man. Turn to Mark chapter 14, verse 60, please. Mark chapter 14, verse 60. Number one, the Son of God. Number two, the Son of Man. The context here, as we're turning to Mark 14, is Jesus is standing before the high priest. It's not long before he's going to be crucified, and, and he knows it. He's literally a lamb brought before the slaughter. And they're trying to find a reason to crucify Jesus. And they're really struggling, Brother Tony, because he actually was perfect. He didn't claim any of these crazy things that these imposters claim, but he actually was perfect. They had a whole bunch of false accusers. Read the chapter. It's a good read. Amen. They had a whole bunch of people were coming uh, uh, forward with false accusations, but they were so ridiculous, ridiculously contradicting of each other that the authorities said, said that. They said, these contradict each other. We can't even rely on this. And, and the high priest, out of frustration, he stands up and he addresses Jesus. And he says this, in verse 60, And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, Answerest thou nothing? Which is, it, which is it which these witness against thee? But he held his peace and answered nothing. Again the high priest asked him and said to him, Art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, I am. And ye shall see, look at this, the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Why did Jesus refer to himself as the Son of Man? Let's turn to one more scripture this morning, Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7. Why would Jesus refer to himself as the Son of Man? That does not sound very Trinitarian or very holy. That doesn't sound very God-like to say, I am the Son of Man. Notice it's a capital S, first of all. But the reason that Jesus referred to himself as the Son of Man was to actually give a clearer picture of who Jesus is. It was a declaration of the coming fulfillment of the Word of God. You say, what do you mean? Let me explain. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, But as many as received him to them gave you power to, to become what? The sons of God. Amen. Even to them that believe on his name. If you've called on Christ, if you've accepted Christ, not just believe on Christ but if you've accepted Christ you've now become a son of God not capital S to be clear but the Jews understand, understood this terminology clearly it, 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 secular history will tell us that that, 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 was, uh, that term was used a whole lot more frequently than we would use today like uh, you're a child of God, you're a son of God. You're a son of God, you're a child of God, you're one of God's children, you're a son of God, you're a son of God, you're a son of God. That term was used way more frequently, not people saying that they're the son, S-O-N, but just, just acknowledging that they're a child of God, so that phrase was used way more often. So Jesus standing before the high priest knowing what's about to happen. He made a very clear distinction of himself to anybody Anybody, anybody else that ever lived. 
knowing that he was speaking to the religious crowd, a religious crowd that knew their Bible well, by claiming that he was the Son of God, the Son of God, and saying, I am the Son of Man. That pointed right to Daniel chapter 7. Daniel 7, 13. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought, uh, they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away in his kingdom which shall not be destroyed. Daniel prophesied so many hundreds of years prior to Jesus saying that he is the son of, the, the capital S son of man. Daniel prophesied that the son of God was also the son of man who would descend from heaven and would rule and would reign in an everlasting kingdom. The priest was there. The high priest was there. The scribes were there. The Pharisees were there. They knew what he meant. Jesus wasn't just proclaiming that he's the son of God. He was proclaiming, I'm the son of uh, God that became the son of man. And I'm going to come back in the clouds with glory. And then I'm going to rule and reign forever. That was blasphemous to a religious crowd that don't want to hear it. What I'm preaching this morning is blasphemous to a Jesus imposter. What we're preaching this morning is blasphemous to anybody that doesn't want to hear the truth. Like the man said the other day, oh, you're one of those hardcore Baptists. Just the kind that believes what literally the Bible has to say and we try to live by it. And if that's hardcore, I want to be as hardcore as I can be. Jesus was telling them, I'm the Christ. As we close this morning, can I tell you that it's not enough to know who Christ is. That high priest knew that his name was Jesus. He believed that he was alive. There were Muslims that believed that he was Jesus and that he was alive. Let me take that a step further. There are people that believe that Jesus is Christ. Who do the demons? So does Satan. Let's just let that sink in for a minute. If there's ever a, 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 a verse to use while knocking on doors, that's a verse that has been wonderful for me. How do you say it? I'll close. Give me two minutes. Preacher gave an illustration. I get it right. He had a big swing, huge swing. He called it like the belief swing or something like that. He said, you get on it. He said, you can sit on that swing, but you, you got you to gotta kind of scoot off to let it take you. You can look at that swing, and you can believe that that swing will swing you. You can sit on this swing and sit right on the edge and say, I believe that this swing would take me from here to there. But until you believe on the swing, until you trust in the swing, it's not going to take you anywhere. Believing in and actually accepting and trusting on is completely, completely different 
Jesus died for the imposters in the last 2,000 years that have claimed to be Jesus. Jesus died for all sinners. And I thank God for that. As far as guilty or innocent, we are all in the same guilty column as the Jesus imposter, all on our way to hell, but for the grace of God. Jesus didn't just die for that Jesus imposter. And there are some awful people. A lot of them were, are. But Jesus died for Brother Brian. Jesus died for Jimmy. Jesus died for me and Rob and Tony. And Brother Jim. Brother Jeff. Jesus died for people that do not deserve it. And we don't deserve it. Our worship. Our worship is directly tied to our knowledge of God. And the more we gain knowledge of God, the more we're going to worship. And what happens to that? The more you're going to want to be in the house of God. The more you're going to want to be around God's people. The more you're going to want to open up the word and say, man, I love the word of God. I just, I just realized how wretched of a sinner I am and how much I need him and how much he can show me and how much I can grow. I'll, I could be a better dad. I could be a better husband. I could be a better brother and sister. Man, I, God could do so much through me if I would just allow him to. Romans 5, 8, but God commendeth his love toward us and that while we, we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It's like the kid that doesn't want to get clean to take a bath. Take a bath because you're dirty. We get saved. You can't get saved until you realize you're a wretched sinner. Amen. Can I tell you this morning, those imposters didn't die for your sins. In fact, they couldn't even atone for their own sin. Only one person ever did that. Past, present, and future in his name is Jesus Christ. You're not saved this morning. I pray you come to an altar and get saved. Let's close in a word of prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you for your word and the power of it.